Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse in the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called the Re'ei Anoichi. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse in Shabbos Parshas Re'ei, which was the 25th day of the month of Av, which was also the Shabbos that blessed the month of Elul in the year Tafshin Mem Vav 36 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse in this week's whole portion, the opening verse, where the Torah says, See that I, Hashem, am giving in front of you today. So the Rebbe said it's known from the Chassidic discourse. Chassidic discourse is from the, from the Chabad Rebbeim. Starting from the Alter Rebbe in the Kutay Torah, his classical works in the Parsha. The, uh, also from the, from the Mittler Rebbe in, um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in his holy books called the Hasidic Discourse of the Mittler Rebbe, which is, which is actually being printed, reprinted now, or then when the Rebbe said the Hasidic Discourse. And the same thing also from the Tzamach Tzedek, the uh, third Chabad Rebbe, in his books called Eirat Torah, and also the Chabad rabbis after the Alter Rebbe, the Mittler Rebbe, and the Tzamach Tzedek. And amongst those Hasidic Discourses, you have several that actually explain and give deeper insight to the Chassidic discourse of the Altar and the Torah. And there's other Chassidic discourse with, 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 um, that, that they give their own insight as well. So Rebbe said the truth is, even the ones, the Chassidic discourse which is explaining the Altar of Chassidic discourse in the, in, in the Torah is also called on the person that's giving that teaching. Why? Because since they are so involved in that teaching, up to the point where they went on self-sacrifice. Um, so what happens then is when you learn Torah, even though it's someone else's, but you, you bond with it, you connect to it, that Torah teaching becomes yours. In other words, like it says in Chazal, when a person gives his life over for Torah, so that Torah that you're learning, even though it's someone else's teaching, it becomes yours, you can say it's yours. Not only that, the fact that a person spent time learning and studying and meditating using his Chabad, Chachma Bin Adas, so then it becomes your Torah, which is a beautiful insight. Anytime you learn, whatever you're learning, it becomes yours, it becomes your Torah. Why? The way you comprehend it with your, with your brain. Now, so these are all the Chassidic discourses from the previous Rebbeim that discuss um, the, um, the, the, um, uh, this verse of Re'eh Anoichim Le'Islam Fe'chanayim. Shabbat asks, and he says he have, you have a few questions. The question is like this. <clears throat> what does the Torah say? A, give a look. Anoichi, I, referring to the essence of Hashem. Noisein um, is giving. Now, the fact is when you look through the Torah, what does it normally say? When Hashem commands us, like, Yoimer Hashem, Hashem said, Vayidabar Hashem, etc. So how come over here, it's a unique expression. It doesn't say about Yoimer Hashem, Vayidabar Hashem. Hashem says, Re'eh. Give a look. Very, very unique that I'm giving you today a blessing. That's question number one. Question number two, and like it's brought down in the Chassidic Discourses, why does it say over here, In other words, it should say, I'm giving to you. What's the idea of to your face? Like it says in most places in the Torah, I'm giving to you. Also, when the Torah, so it says, today. So now, what, what we know generally, when any time the Torah says Hayoyim, what does it mean today? Any time it says Hayoyim today, it's not just the day in the past, but Hayoyim today. The day becomes an everlasting day, and it applies always. 
So the fact is, why does it say Hayoyin today, which means it's everlasting, specifically by this, by this, by this instruction? I'd ever like to add, and he says as follows. We know that in general, we learned that when you learn Torah, every day, it should be like a brand new Torah. Like as if you're getting it now from Hashem. So, and that's in general, anytime you learn Torah. So what does it mean, Hayoyim, that it's, that it's brand new? The whole Torah is brand new every time we learn it. And especially when it's coming to these, the fifth book of the five books of Moses, which is called Mishnah Torah, which, because in the fact is in reference to all the ideas of Mishnah Torah, it's referring to that day and that period, time period, in that space where it was given, like it says in the beginning of, of the of the of the, book, the the fifth of the five books of Moses, Elad Varim. These are the words that Moshe Rabbeinu spoke, and it says, "Where did he speak it?" The Avar Yard, in the other side of the Jordan, the Eretz Moyev. That's when Moshe Rabbeinu started to teach teach the fifth book of the, of the five books of Moses. So, if that's the case, why does it say Hayoyin today? Like as if today, we already know it's talking at the time when Moshe Rene gave, gave the Torah, the, was teaching the fifth book of five books of Moses. Shreva says, in order to understand this, he explains like this. The, the main point of the explanation is, like it's brought down in the other discourses as well, that when over here the Torah says, Anoichi, A, C, Anoichi, I, what is it I referring to? And it's referring to specifically... And I'll say it in Hebrew and I'll translate it. The essence of Hashem. As it's called, I who am I am. In other words, I'm not known by a letter or by, a, by, the, by the different uh, uh, the dots on top of the letters, etc. It's referring to the essence of Hashem. So when Hashem says, what is it referring to? Not a word, not a letter, not the, the notes on top, but the, 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 the different tagging on top. It's referring to the essence of Hashem. Now since we're talking about the essence of Hashem, again, we're not being distracted by a letter, by a word, by anything else. So therefore, we're talking about the essence of Hashem. When you're dealing with the essence, you're dealing with a godly experience, a spiritual experience, which is not... A, a part of Hashem which is enclosed in the world. Why? Because the whole world, how is it created? We know it says by a, by a mimer, by a word, by a, by a part of a letter, by a dot of a letter. Now since the essence of Hashem is not limited to a word or a letter, etc. So how much more so <clears throat> that it has no relationship with the world. It's much higher, much more powerful. And how much more so is it much more powerful than the creation of the world that were created by the, by the ten utterances and by the, the ten utterances, a different um, uh, structure of the word, different play in the letters, how it's put together, the the um, the the gematria, the numerical value, um, uh, etc. In other words, what the Rebbe is saying is like this: When it says on he was referring to the essence of Hashem. And when you're dealing with the essence of Hashem, it's much higher than a part of Hashem which is connected to the world. And that's the power. And that's the novel idea of this, this verse. In other words, even though we're dealing with it's the essence of Hashem. Which is much higher than anything to connect to the world. But nevertheless, as high as Hashem is, the essence of Hashem, Hashem is giving it literally to the Jewish people. So Hashem is bonding from the infinite part of Hashem down with the Jewish people. And that's why it says 
specifically anoichi noisein. It uses the expression giving. Why? Because the Talmud teaches us anytime someone gives, someone that gives, they give with an open heart and they give from a, from a, from a good place in their heart. In other words, and the, so therefore the Torah says, Anoichi noisein, that Hashem is giving from the goodness of his heart and he's giving with a good eye. Why is that? That Hashem wasn't giving in a way from the goodness of his heart and with a complete heart. So what would happen is it would be Anoichi and it would stay on high. Because an Aichi doesn't connect to the physical world. How would you draw it down to the world? But because it's given in a way of noising, Hashem is giving it with a good eye. Therefore, it's able to go from Atzmas the essence of Hashem, and come down into this world, literally into every part of the world, into the, it, it, literally to, to, to us living in this physical world down here. And that's why it says, that's why over here it does not say, Vayidaber, Hashem spoke. Or, or, or face-to-face Hashem spoke, etc. Why? Because since, since it's coming down from the essence of Hashem, which is higher than any letter or word, etc., and it's higher even than the four letters of Hashem's name, Yudke Bavke, and how much more so it's even higher than uh, from Hashem Elohim, so we're dealing the highest level of God, and it comes down to this world, and that's why it says specifically, Re'eh, not the idea of Ayidabar Hashem. So what the Rebbe is saying is, over here, just to recap, we're dealing with the most re'e'anoichi, referring to the essence of Hashem, and it's coming down, literally, what? Into this world. So based on this, the Rebbe explains beautifully why it says, lifnechem, in front, in, to, 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 to in front of you, versus lachem, which means the general you. Why? Because what does lachem mean? Lachem means, Hashem is, when he says Hashem, Hashem is giving lachem to you. What is it referring to? The whole part of the human being. However, lefnechem doesn't mean the whole part of the human being. Lefnechem comes from the word him, your face. What, is, what does your face mean? It means the internal part of you. In Hebrew, it's called pnimiuschem, your, your internal part. And it's referring to the essence of the, of the person. So if it would say lechem, we're referring to the whole person. Lefnechem is referring to the essence of the, of the person. Why? And they're explaining to this. Generally speaking, the Torah was given to the whole per, whole human being the external part of the human being and the internal part of the human being. Torah was given to every part of us. And that's why when it came to Matan Torah, what does it say? The whole Jewish people saw, that means they used their vision to see Hashem. And then we also said, everything Hashem spoke, Nasa, we're going to do, Vinishma, we're going to hear. So in Matan Torah, we saw and we heard. In other words, you had the, the component of seeing, you had the component of hearing, and what does that mean practically? That the revelation of God that took place on the Mount Sinai, we, we were able to connect to it in the way of seeing and the way of hearing as well. Now, seeing and hearing, now there's different levels of seeing, different levels of hearing. When we're talking about the, the seeing and hearing, we're talking about the external part of seeing. They physically saw and they physically heard. Now, why is that? Because even though there's a deeper level of seeing, but since it talks about seeing and hearing together, so just like hearing is external, so the seeing that we're talking about is also external here, a seeing. What type of seeing is external? When you see something, and afterwards you have to meditate on it. Because sometimes you see something, you don't have to meditate, it's your soul. But then there's seeing, which is external, then you have to meditate as well. Now, and once you, what person see, they sur- sees and hears on an external level, now you have to go ahead and do the work. You have to learn Torah, you have to do the mitzvahs, and we know ma- the main thing we know is the action. And we also know that when you do it, you have to do it in a, a certain fashion, you have to pray, and you got to study, and you got to do all the mitzvahs. 
In other words, what does that mean practically? It's referring to the revelation that took place from Mount Sinai. Yes, was the external part, and then through that we meditated. But that's referring to the revelation of God, which is coming down from one level to the next, and where there's where there's um, there's wolves, there's boundaries, there's contractions. And up till the point where the revelation of Kog comes down into which sphere or the lowest sphere of Malchus in the world of Bri and Siyasiya. So that is generally when it talks about seeing. So when when so back to the point. So whatever saying is like this, when it says Lachem to you, it's the whole human being. What part of the human being? The external part, the hearing, the seeing, then meditating, and then you do the physical mitzvahs, but there's different levels. However, in this verse, when it says re'eh, see, it's not talking about external seeing like we had in Matan Torah, but it's actually talking about a higher level of seeing. And that's why it says, anoichi, anoichi, see, a whole different level of, of vision that the essence of Hashem is giving, giving to you. So what kind of revelation are we talking about? We're talking about the revelation of the essence of Hashem. Anoichi anoichi, the essence of Hashem. And that essence of Hashem comes lefneichem into the internal part of the Jewish people. And that's why it says specifically lefneichem, not lachem, because we're talking about a receiving that we're receiving in an internal way. And this is why it says re'eh. And it was mean re'eh to see, specifically to see. Why? Because we here we're talking about what type of seeing? A true sense of seeing. A type of seeing which is beyond, much greater than one that gets enclosed in, in, in understanding and meditating. And, like, and matter of fact, on this level of seeing, where, where it's off the chart seeing, where you've totally become one with it, that's where it says in the Talmud, you can't compare seeing something to hearing something. In other words, because you hear something, or you heard, it's, not, it's true, it's not true. But when you see something, it's real. That is not an external scene. That's talking about an internal scene, like we're referring to over here, where you saw the essence of it. And that type of scene, you can't even compare it to hearing. Why? Because it is like a scene which you compare to hearing, like we spoke about before already. However, this type of scene is off the chart scene, where you become, totally become one with the thing that you saw. Now, how could we merit such a level of seeing that we're literally seeing the essence of God and the answer is very simple because what do we, what do we get what, where is it coming from it's coming from anoichi from the essence of Hashem anoichi misha anoichi so when you connect it to the essence of Hashem then you see in a whole different reality so says, even though it's explained in many many places that we you know Moshe Rabbeinu wanted very very much the best for the Jewish people so Moshe Rabbeinu says Ba'ati Yisrael you the Jewish people Shema listen in other words, Moshe Rabbeinu very, very much wanted the Jewish people to be elevated. To what level? He wanted us to have this level of seeing. Just like he saw. Moshe Rabbeinu saw. We, our eyes are closed. We're in Gullus. We don't see like Moshe Rabbeinu saw. But Moshe Rabbeinu wanted us to reach that high level of seeing. And like it says clearly in the Torah, Hashem Elohim, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Atta Laharis is He wanted that we should see. And then he said, Ebrana, go over Ere. It's all about we wanted us to see. And he, we know he prayed 515 prayers, like it says by Eschanon, where he pleaded to Hashem, the 515 prayers. And then what happened was, when, he, when Hashem did not want to grant him the request to see, so then he said, the Ati Yisrael, maybe at least get an idea of what I'm hearing. So, 
so what, what's what we're saying? So even though, what are we saying? That Re'e Anoichi is literally seeing, Moshe Rehna tried, he wasn't successful, but nevertheless, nevertheless when, when you're dealing with drawing down Anoichi, which is talking about, in this verse, the essence of Hashem, so we also merit the ultimate seeing, complete seeing, and that's why it says Re'ei Anoichi, because Re'ei, we were married to the idea of, of to be able to ultimately see, and we're seeing because we reached the level of the idea of Anoichi. Now, so we're dealing with a huge level of seeing. It's off the charts. You're totally connected with the reality. Whoa, Re'ei, you see, because you're connected to the essence of Hashem. So Rebbe says, even though you're drawing down this powerful level from Anoichi, and the powerful level of seeing, but the ultimate, Rebbe says, is, the ultimate goal is that not you should leave the world and you should go into like a trance and you should go off to a mountain. No, no, that thing that you saw, that seeing, that clarity that you have, you bring it back into this into this world. And that's why when it, when it came when Hashem gave the Torah, it says, "Ponim beponim, face to face, Dibra Hashem Hashem spoke to you." In other words, in other words, what does that mean? Even though it was ponim beponim, even though Hashem spoke face to face. And it was Lefnechem to our previous, our essential self. And like it says clearly, Anoichi Hashem Elekechem, in Matan Torah, the essence of Hashem came revealed. But the ultimate goal is Anoichi Hashem Elekechem, that the ultimate goal is to draw down from Anoichi Misha Anoichi and to come down into the four letters of Yudke Bavke. Anoichi Hashem, it should come down the four letters of Yudke Bavke. And it should come down also in Elekechem, the level of Hashem is our God. So no, what saying is like this, even though a, we see clarity, which is amazing, but the goal is to bring it down into Anoichi, Hashem, Yudke Bavke, the four letters of Hashem's name, and into Elokech. What does that mean? They're explaining like this. When we say Yudke Bavke, what does that mean? So the Rebbe explains that Yudke Bavke is a reference to the, all the levels of, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate, Seder Hishtalshlus. All the levels where it goes down from the highest level to the lowest level, Yudke Bavke represents the flow of energy from the highest level to the lowest level. How is that? So Yudke Bavke, Hashem's name is made up of a Yud, a He, and a Vav and a He. So the verse, first Yud is referring to the Dat. It's a Dat, an idea. The, the He, the first He, is referring to the expansive part. The Vav is drawing it down. And the last He is again the expansion part. So Yudke Bavke is referring to the way to that expansion, draws down, and expansion. The same thing also, Elokecha, Hashem is our, with the word Elokecha, in other words, what, what does it mean literally? It's referring to Elokecha, Hashem is our God. What does that mean? The way it's coming down into this world where Hashem is our God in this world. And especially like according to the way it's translated, Elokim has an expression of Koyach power. You know, Hashem has the power and the ability. So based on that, what does it mean, Elokech? Hashem is our power and our ability. So what happens on Matan Torah is, Anoichi Hashem Elokech, that Anoichi from the infinite part of Hashem comes down to Yud Kei into all the levels of Ishtal Shalos. Yud, the dot. Hey, the expansion. Vav drawing it down. Hey, again, the expansion. Elokech, where Hashem is our God. Up to the point where literally the infinite part, the Anoichi, becomes our power and our strength. Now, what does that mean practically? The Rebbe's going to explain it now. We know that when you learn this, you know, you learn Kabbalah stuff, and it's really amazing, it's awesome. But you have to bring it down by avoid this other. You have to make it practical. You have to make it real. How is it going to change our lives, make our lives better, more relationship with Hashem, etc.? 
So he brings down when it's brought down in the Hasidic discourses what this means practically in serving Hashem. So again, what we learned that Hashem's name is made up of Yud, Hey, Vav, and Hey. So Yud of Hashem's name in serving Hashem, what is that referring to? So when you see the Yud, and this will help you next time we pray, and you study, and you say, you say the word Hashem, the Yud is represented by the idea of the, 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 the dot of faith and the dot of unity. So Yud, the first intro, the first part of, of getting involved in, the, in Hashem's name is all about faith in Hashem and the unity of God. And this is actually the, 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 um, the foundation of our service of Hashem, to have faith in Hashem, and to realize the oneness of Hashem. That's the first level. The first level is the Yud. So you need a, this is a beautiful meditation for Yud Kei The first level is what? It's all about faith in Hashem, and the unity and oneness of Hashem. What is the hay? The hay is when you start meditating, and you start expanding the idea of the faith and the unity, which is the first hay of Hashem's name. Now, even as you expand, this is very, very important, as you expand into the meditation of the hay, and you meditate on the faith and the oneness, etc., so you still have to remain loyal to the original Yud. You have to still remain loyal to the faith. And like it's explained in many places, that Yud also represents the idea of Chachma. Yud is Chachma, and the hay is Bina. Which is called like a, like a, 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 a full expansion a, a, a version of the Chachma. Chachma is the idea, and Bina is fully expansion idea. But the fact is, in order for Bina to be complete, in order for the whole of Bina to be complete, you have to remain loyal. It's called in Kabbalah Nikuda Behechala. Chachma has to still be. You know, for example, let's think of a flash of an idea. Bina explains idea, but can you imagine if Bina starts explaining idea it wasn't in Chachma? Hello, that's not when you're. Exp- Stay loyal to Chachma. Chachma gave you the kernel idea. Bina, you want to explain it, but you have to remain, make sure that Chachma stays strong. So in other words, the Chachma, the original idea, actually gives its life force to, to, to the expansion of Bina. Because if you don't have the original idea of Chachma, how do you even have Bina? So the same thing applies with faith and meditation on faith. Now after you have the faith, the expansion part, Chachma, the expansion part, then you have to bring it down. The Bab brings it down to where? To all the six Midas. Like the author explains in Tanya, that from Chachma and Bina, Chachma and Bina, so the Yud and the Hay, comes Das. What does that mean? You have to meditate on it. And you have to make it real. And when you meditate and you, and you, and you connect and you apply to reality, you bring down love in all its branches and all in all its branches. And then this vav, which is represented by, by the six meters you bring into the emotions, it then it goes down to the last hay. The last hay is, is, is referring to the idea of action, the small action, which is speech, and like for example, learning Torah. And the last action is uh, the, 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 and the, um, up to the, to the last hay, which is the big action of literally actually doing mitzvah. So you see literally in Hashem's name, Yudke Bavke, you have everything. You have the Chachma, the idea. You have Bina, the, 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 the development idea. You have Vav, the Midois. And you have the last hay, which comes in the practical. And it's either the action of learning, speaking, or the action of physically doing the mitzvahs. Now, but remember, 
all these components of Yudkei Vavkei, where it starts from Chachman Bina, into the Midas, into action, it all started off from Anoichi, because in the Ten Commandments, what does it say? Anoichi Hashem Alekecha. So even though Yudkei Vavkei brings down the chain from Chachman all the way down to Malchus, to action, but remember, you have to be loyal to, Chach- to Anoichi, which is what is Anoichi, as we learned. Anoichi Hashem, the essence of Hashem. And this powerful essence of Hashem comes down literally till the action, which is because we know the ultimate goal is to make a dear B'dachtoinim, that Hashem should dwell down in this world. And the dwelling place should be for what? Not for some level, but from the essence of Hashem. The goal is to make a dwelling place for the essence of Hashem. What does it mean the essence of Hashem? The owner of the world. And literally up to the point that we should see in a revealed way that on heaven and high, Earth below, Einoid, the only thing that exists is Hashem Himself. Up to the point, as, as we know the expression is, Einoid mil vandai, besides Hashem, there's really nothing else that exists. The only thing that exists is Hashem. And like Joseph says, you know, you know the insight in Einoid mil vandai, there wasn't mean Einoid mil vandai, nothing else besides Hashem. But with Hashem, when you have Hashem, then you have something else. In other words, with Hashem, you have this physical world, but this physical world is really all about Hashem. Einoid, without Hashem, is nothing. But with Hashem, you have a world, but then again, it's Hashem's world. And not only that, Rebbe says, that in this dwelling place, not only the owner of the, of the, of the world is here, but all the levels of Ishtalshalos, Chachma, Bina, the emotions, Malchus, etc., all the levels, and not only that, the, the, all the spheroids, the ten spheroids, the angels, etc., even the infinite spheres, all are in this world. So the Rebbe says, one second. How is it possible that you can have the spheres, which we know the spheres are finite, there's ten spheres, there's the whole heart, the intellect, the emotions, etc., and then you're saying you have the infinite part of Hashem. I mean, how does it go? It's either, it's either finite, then there's no infinite. And if it's infinite, how do you have finite? So the Rebbe says a, a, a very beautiful expression, and he says like this, that's the way it is. And it was in Yiddish, Azoy Azoy is their Indian. What does that mean practically? We know the Chassidim, when they would argue about certain things, and when they were dealing with a truth, but they couldn't explain it, they said, listen, we can't explain it, but this is the fact. It doesn't change the fact. So the is the same thing also. Yeah, you have a big question. On one hand, you're saying it's spheroid, so it's finite. And on one hand, you're saying it's infinite. Is it infinite or finite? So the fact is, it's true, it's both. How do you explain it? You can't explain it, because how do you explain finite and infinite in the same place? But the fact is, it doesn't change from the fact. The fact is that you do have infinite and finite in the same place. And like to explain in many places in this, and it's also, there was even understood in simple intellect. Simple intellect understands it. Now, back to the point. So since the infinite Hashem is literally dwelling down in this physical world, so therefore if Hashem is here, everything is here. And like it says clearly in the prophets, Hashem, the honor and the glory of Hashem is going to be revealed, and everyone's going to see, literally the flesh is going to see the infinite God, and literally you're going to see the power of the Creator in the creation. And when we say in the creation, referring to literally down in this physical world, that literally the revelation, the infinite part of Hashem is going to be revealed physically in the physical world. And what's going to happen in this physical world, what's going to be revealed? The infinite, infinite expansiveness of the infinite part of Hashem, but together with the finite and the limiting part of the world. In other words, this the pure simplicity from the most spiritual level, which is connected to the uh, simplicity with the Jewish person, with the Jewish people. I think as the expression says, Yisrael, Malka, 
that you have the uh, the Jewish people, which is finite, and the infinite Hashem is all together. And this comes down even on a, on, on a, on a more pr- a practical level, up to the point where the Jewish people and the Torah and Hashem become really, really all one. The infinite, the finite, all get connected. In other words, the, the, the limiting part of the Jewish people get connected with the expansive part of the Jewish people. And how, and the Rebbe says, this is all going to happen very, very soon, very, very quickly, literally in our times. So here we have another powerful, beautiful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe, which really opens up our eyes that we have the ability to see. We have the ability to see infinite, because we're connected to Anoichi. But remember, when we do see, and we have that clarity, the goal is to bring it down into this world. Because the ultimate goal is that Hashem should be revealed in this world, and we should have, Hashem should have a, a dwelling place in this world where the infinite and the finite exist together. And as like Yerba said, explain it. It's possibly hard to explain, but that's the fact. And um, as we continue to learn Chassidus, we'll realize that really our connection with Hashem is amazing. We can see literally infinite, but we have to bring that power into this world. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov. Thanks for joining us for our Chassidus class, and let's hope and pray that our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. Have a great and blessed week.